The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. I get to talk to one of my heroes today, the incredible Dr. Paul. Watch him on Nat Geo Wild. He has some great advice for animal lovers, especially if you have an older animal. And we'll talk to Jesus. I've been trying to get him on the show for years. Gilbert Sanchez plays Jesus in God's Bell at the WBT, and he has a life philosophy that suits his role. And what keeps you up at night? If you just can't seem to shut your brain off and rest, Pastor Pete Wilson has a book to help you find peace while you're chasing your dreams. But first, we begin on the farm. Nat Geo Wild cameras follow around Dr. Jan Pohl through his sometimes 14-hour workdays in rural Michigan on The Incredible Dr. Pohl. He's a rock star all over the world. Hello, Dr. Incredible. <laughs> I didn't make that name, Casey. It suits you, though. I think it's a perfect name for you. Thank you. Boy, you work hard. Did you get any time off this year to take a vacation or anything? Yes, we were on vacation in the Netherlands about a month ago. Wonderful. Did you have a wonderful and, time? Well, I don't want to go back there because, see, for them, I'm still Dutch. Ah. And the Netherlands doesn't make stars. So here I am with a successful practice here and on TV. Everybody knows us. Because over in the Netherlands, the show is on the regular National Geographic channel, so everybody gets it. Wow. And everybody knew us. That must feel good, right? In a way, it is, yes. I love people. I love animals. And especially the children that come through the clinic now that uh, are so, well, you could call it infatuated with the show. Yeah. Because the kids love animals, and they... You don't fool kids. They're, they're very much like animals. You don't fool them. And they see how we take care of animals the best we can. And that's what they like. Yeah. And you're teaching us so much all the time when we watch those Nat Geo Wild cameras follow you around. Now, are you actually at work when they're following you from, from place to place? Yes. Yes, that's the whole secret. Of course, Diane, Charles, and I will set up something. You know, oh, we got to go here and see this guy. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when we are out on the road going to farms, those are actual patients. This is actually what, what, they, show, that, what they show. And the main thing is that for me, the animal still comes first. The show is second. And that's why Nat Wild probably realizes that this is a real show. We don't put anything in front of the camera that is made up. You know, it is not saying, well, let's roll this cow and tack his stomach. No, when we roll a cow that has a twisted stomach, it is an actual patient. And it must be so nerve-wracking for the camera crew if they weren't used to seeing these kinds of things, right? They got used to it pretty quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the biggest problem was that these were all city boys and hardly anybody had been on the farm. So they don't realize that sometimes they're in the wrong spot. And then they said, hey, hey, move from there. We have to you know, get the cow in the chute and all that. So, but they learned very fast because many of those uh, people in the show have been with us for the whole five years already. Oh my gosh, it's been five years. So what can we yeah. look forward to on the new season? 
basically a little bit of the same thing, though every case is different. That's what I like about this job. There is not one day that is the same as the other, and I haven't seen all the shows. I know that the first show is where they make me throw out the first pitch at the baseball game mm-hmm. next uh, in the next town. And, uh, well, I did my best, but I'm definitely not a baseball pitcher. No, no. <laughs> You're much more comfortable with your hands on your animals. Now, do you have any... Correct. Do you have any personal pets? Oh, yeah. Between Charles, Diane, and I, we have three Great Danes and a Newfoundland. We have three cats. Charles has peacocks at his place. We got chickens and ducks here. And then, of course, in the background, you see many times the two horses. Those are Frisian horses. They just came back from the breeding farm, and I hope that next spring there will be some colds running through the show. Wow, that's fantastic. The Incredible Dr. Paul is the show, and the Incredible Doctor is here. And you have a couple of uh, tips you can give us about adopting a pet, right? Yes. When you want to adopt, do some research. Mm. Because everybody is different, and everybody has a different feel for what pet. No. Personally, I like the big dogs, and I like the Great Danes because they are so easygoing. But if you want a lap dog, don't get a Great Dane. Ask Diane when the dog sits on her lap. Mm. You know, so you have to find an animal that fits you and your lifestyle. You know, if you're in town, of course, it is a different than, a, than if you're in the country. There are so many different breeds of dogs. There's always one that will fit you your lifestyle and your personality but do some research don't go to an animal shelter and and look for the sorry looking pet and just pick up the first one that you see because he looks so sad there are way too many animals in the shelters because so many people don't have their animals neutered and those animals definitely know how to reproduce they don't have to be taught that and this is one of the reasons why the shelters are so full so you know go to the shelter but do your research ahead of time and say okay this is the breed that I would like. And don't forget that even small puppies can become big dogs later on. You have to know what to expect when they grow up. Right. And what about food? You know, here in America, we have lots of fat pets. What's a good quality food or what should we be serving our animals? Well, that's the thing. You know, when you have a small dog and you sit in front of the TV and you eat some potato chips, don't start feeding him potato chips because especially these smaller dogs, a couple of potato chips is like you eating a whole bag. And of course, that's not good for your health. Many times what I say is if you want to report, if you want to reward a pet with something, take a kernel of dog food. It doesn't make any difference what they are getting. It is the fact that they're getting because with that reward, they're getting attention. Then you can say, okay, you already had a teaspoon of uh, kernel, so tonight you don't get this much. So this is why and how you can keep your animal healthy and keep them from being overweight. It's just like with, with people, too many snacks will make a fat person and a peep and a pet. Right. And one of the best things you have when you give advice about uh, animals is being compassionate about the end of life decision. I've never read this before, but you said when your pet is ready to go, he'll let you know he'll become aloof and not want to look at you and want to be left alone. Exactly right. Exactly right, Casey. And you see that so much. And when, and this is what I've said many times also, an animal is not afraid to die. For them, it is part of life. So when they feel that their quality of life is gone, they want to go. 
sometimes, you know, with a little help from us, they can have a healthy life later on. But when the quality of life is gone, when they are so hurting uh, that they almost lay down and they, they soil themselves, they know exactly that they don't feel good and they want to let go. Right, right. And if they were in the wild, maybe they would just pass naturally. But, you know, because they're in our homes and we're catering to them, maybe they hang on a little longer. Yes. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, because, you know, we take care of it with medicine. We make them live longer. But it happened to one of my colleagues many years ago that had three dogs, and she turned them loose at night to go to the bathroom, and the old dog never returned, and they never found it. He thought he was ready to go, and they just wandered off, lay down, put their nose in the side, and go to sleep, and just pass on. Wow. This is very, very helpful for people. And you are always very helpful when we watch you on the incredible Dr. Poll. So uh, we'll we'll be keeping our eyes on Nat Geo Wild to see more of you. And thank you for the good work you do. Thank you, Casey. Thank you for having me on the, the show. The incredible great day. Dr. Paul. He has a great TV show, and he just saved me hundreds of dollars a year on dog treats. I'm going to take his advice and just use kibble kernels. Why didn't I think of that with four dogs? Oh, by the way, you can see what they're up to on Facebook. They have their own page called Lucky Dogs Ranch. And you can find the incredible Dr. Paul on Nat Geo Wild. Coming up, what's keeping you up at night? Arguing with God? Oh, I've been there recently. Pastor Pete Wilson says we're not alone. But first, we'll get cooking with Donna Douglas on the way. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. Find out more and listen to previous shows online at caseyradio.com. How does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian. And with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening happening here. Hi, I'm Nick Jonas, and I'm here to tell you about Think It Up, a new initiative that will activate student-powered, teacher-led learning projects. Think It Up empowers students to work together with their teachers to design projects harnessing their passions. Let's support the students and teachers whose work today will innovate our world tomorrow. Students and teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms? Think It Up. Join us at thinkitup.org. Hi, Donna Douglas here from What's Cooking. Here's what's cooking for you today. On my local food finds this week, I have found lots of zucchini. I often hear people say, I grow so much zucchini in my garden, I don't know what to do with all of it. I say, stuff it. Stuff it with quinoa and whatever vegetables you have on hand. This is a great family side dish. Kids love these just as much as adults do. Begin by preparing the quinoa. It's one cup of quinoa to two cups of water and bring to a boil and then turn it down to a simmer for 15 minutes. It's really prepared just like rice. For this recipe, I had zucchini and red and yellow peppers on hand with some basil. I diced them all up in a small dice and sauteed them with a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of garlic. I let the filling cool about 20 minutes and then took the zucchini and cut it in half and then hollowed it out. Fill the zucchini boat with vegetables and then top it with grated cheddar cheese. Stuffed zucchini boats get baked in the oven for 20 to 25 minutes or until tender and the tops are lightly golden. To view my recipe, go to whatscookingforyou.com. 
Thanks, Donna. Hi, it's Casey. Last week, Pastor Mike Rakes encouraged us with a book called Slings and Stones, How God Works in the Mind to Inspire Courage in the Heart. And he had said something off the air that changed me in a big way. I want to share it with you. He said, it's not your perfection with God. It's your engagement with Him. Don't you love that? It's not your perfection with God. It's your engagement. Well, I went through a spell where I was not engaging. I was fuming. And what crosses my desk is the book, What Keeps You Up at Night? How to Find Peace While Chasing Your Dreams. In this book, you'll learn the dance of surrendering and the ways to try to stay surrendered. Pete Wilson, when you're waiting on God for an answer, that will keep you up at night. Yeah, it will. And I mean, because gosh, it's it's hard for all of us, I think, to to trust in something we can't see. And, you know, we, we want things that are tangible. We want things that are immediate and on our timetable. And it's it's really frustrating as a human being kind of navigating your way through this life, trusting in something that, that, that you can't even see. Right. You know, God and I, um, I have been feuding with God. Mm-hmm. So About what? Oh, so... Can you tell us? No. <laughs> so mad at him over something very unjust that happened to someone I love. Mm. And um, and it was caught up in the court system and there was no way to clear his good name. I was furious for months. I'm still mm. a little ticked off. But I went, yep. I went on a plane trip and the plane was packed. And there were uh, only two open seats and they were next to me on either side. Wow. I know. And for three and a half hours, I had a whole road to myself. And you know what it's like. The phone didn't ring. No one could text me. No one could talk to me. It was just peace. Yeah. And you know what the first thing I said was? What? God, I accept your apology. Wow. <laughs> wow. You have my full attention for the next three and a half hours. And for the first time in months, I was able to pray without anger. Mm. So. You know, it's interesting. I, I think there's a lot of people that, like you, feel that same way. And I always encourage people and say, you know what, it's okay. Like, God can handle your anger, and He can handle your questions, and He can handle your your doubt. And people are often surprised, because I am a pastor, when I tell them, you know what, like, there's things that happen in my life, too, that I don't get that. I don't understand that. It's frustrating to me. I have doubt. Uh, I have questions. Some that may never even get answered in my lifetime. But I think that's kind of part of faith, and it's part of the spiritual journey that a lot of us go on throughout our life, trying to navigate through those doubts and through those questions. Pete Wilson, the author of the book, What Keeps You Up at Night? How to Find Peace While Chasing Your Dreams. Page 74, the topic is, How Long Do You wait how long do you wait that's a great question you know waiting i think is one of the most frustrating experiences uh, you know in life because especially in our culture we don't like to wait you know we, we don't want to wait to get married we don't want to wait to have kids we don't want to wait you know to, to find the perfect job we don't want to wait for the right house it's one of the reasons that like we have so much incredible debt in our culture today it's like we we don't want to wait Waiting's never been like a favorite pastime for anybody. And yet, so much of our life is spent in some kind of waiting room where we're waiting for something. I think the frustration is a lot of people feel like when they're waiting that they're doing nothing. The reality is, I think when you're waiting, you're actually doing the most important thing that you could ever do because you're allowing your hope to grow up even though you've yet to really receive what it is that you're waiting for. You're allowing your hope to grow up. Giving it up every day. 
page 96. Ultimately, living God's plan for your life means offering up your container every day, surrendering the shape of your plans, your hopes, and your desires to God. I yep. think we are pretty good at surrendering, <laughs> but we are also pretty good at not letting go completely. I tend to surrender things, and then I want to take it right back. And there's this interesting little passage um, in the in the New Testament in the Bible where uh, this guy by the name of Paul writes this little thing, and he, he says our lives are to be like living sacrifices. And that's always been interesting to me because in their biblical culture, you know, they were under the system where they would sacrifice animals. So this idea of a living sacrifice, the problem with the living sacrifice is that it can it can crawl off the altar. So that's kind of like my challenge as I go through my life. Surrendering my life and surrendering my dreams is that I can always take that back. And I think that's part of the process is we give it up and take it back. Give it up, take it back. I would lie in the ocean on that vacation that I flew away to. I would lie in the ocean, just supported by the salt water, and say, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. I'd get out of the ocean, walk to my lounge chair, and it was right back in my lap. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's our journey. Our journey is really frustrating, Pastor. You know what? I agree. And I wish I could snap my fingers and and make it easier. But you know what? Here's the reality for me. that When I look back in my life, the the seasons that I have grown the most, and I'm not saying I enjoyed them because typically I did not, but the seasons I've grown the most have been seasons where life isn't turning out exactly the way I wanted it to turn out. My character, generally, my character in life is not formed when I get what I want. My character's formed while I'm, I'm waiting and I'm anticipating and I'm trusting in something that I just can't see yet or that I don't have yet. And I don't like that and I wish there was another way I could grow as a human being, but typically that's the way it happens. So when you're hurting and you're stuck, you're probably growing and that's a good thing. It is, and that's, you know, the whole topic of fear that I write about. I I think fear is unavoidable, and I think that actually fear and growth are a package deal. They go together. So if you're growing, if you're moving into new territories in your life, you're trying new things, fear is always going to accompany that. So fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a sign, I think, usually, that that you're probably growing in your life. All right. When we are uh, lying in bed awake at night, worrying about the people we love or the things we want and feeling far away from God, could you give us a prayer or a thought to comfort us? Yeah, I think that the thought is, this is very interesting. Most people don't know this, but the one thing throughout the Bible that God says to human beings more than anything else, and I'm sure that everybody has their different opinions on the importance of Scripture and whether they even believe it or not, but what's interesting is what's recorded in the Bible, the most common imperative or encouragement or command, God says to us more than anything else, He says, do not fear. And it's almost always followed up by this, for I am with you. And so I think my encouragement to you is when you feel alone and you feel abandoned, more than likely you're not. There's a God who actually is with you and he has a plan for your life. And uh, it may be frustrating in the moment, but I think it's just a matter of time before you find yourself on the airplane, in the middle seat, all alone, with God's full attention, and uh, you're going to start to sense things turning around. If you're struggling with anything, that is my wish for you, that you start to sense things turning around. Pete Wilson, he wrote the book Plan B, and this book, What Keeps You Up at Night? Let me know if you want a copy. Email kcradio at gmail.com. That's K-A-C-E-Y.
This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. Hi, I'm Kimberly Williams-Paisley. As an actress, I've learned to prepare thoroughly for every part I've played. I wish I'd been prepared for my real-life moment when my mom was diagnosed with dementia in her early 60s. When we got the news, we were shocked and didn't know where to turn. For my dad and the rest of the family, the decision to move mom into long-term care was heart-wrenching. From the start, I wish we'd known about the National Association of Insurance Commissioners. They offer free, unbiased information for any situation. Planning for retirement, kids headed to college, caring for an aging parent, and everything in between. For resources you can trust to help you make smart insurance decisions, visit insureyouonline.org. That's insure, the letter U, online.org. Or for information specific to where you live, search your state name and insurance department to find your state insurance commissioner. Hi, it's Casey. Need a great night out? Let your soul soar with Godspell at the Westchester Broadway Theater in Elmsford. Gilbert D. Sanchez plays Jesus. The show is a huge hit. How do you make it sparkle so? I think what's so great about the show is that it is a classic, and you know, but what it allows itself to not be is it's not a period piece because the messages of Jesus, they kind of can, can go forward and still be translated. And then when you get this wonderful cast to work with, you, you kind of just bounce off each other and, you know, things are formed and relationships are formed and jokes are formed and you just kind of create. So it's this beautiful thing that shows that it allows you to bring forth a brand new show every time. Yeah. And I have to say, the characters are constantly reacting to each other. There's 10 of us total. And at yeah. times it seems like even more of that. Yeah, true. Especially like when someone's telling a story, there's times we're sitting on the stage and I look around and I'm like... Wow, there seems like a lot of people on this stage. At every moment in this musical, there's a spark being exchanged from person Mm -hmm. to person to person, and sometimes several people. Have you ever played a deity before? I have. This is actually my fourth time. I've done this show. I did this show five years ago, and so what's funny is that it actually opened five years ago on July 9th, the same time we opened, so that was kind of weird. Um, And then I did Jesus Christ Superstar, and then I also did the Passion Play in fourth grade. (laughs) Aha! All right, so you were well Versed in your Jesus. Well versed. Yeah, we are, in my little interview for the, uh, WBT, I said we go way back, Jesus and I. <laughs> you said that at the WBT. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. If they could have asked you then, do you realize in five years, you know, if someone could have told exactly. you, five years from now, you're going to be auditioning for this or opening in the same mm-hmm. show once again. It's crazy. Well, we're glad you're back there, and it's definitely a sparkly, bubbly, wonderful cast. Is it a lot of pressure to play Jesus? You know, what, because of the way that the West, that Westchester Broadway Theater works, the hardest, the, the scariest part for me was that it's a nine-day rehearsal period. And so that's where the pressure kind of came in. Where I was like, I have to go in knowing my lines and just be completely open, you know, open heart, open soul for all these people so we can all communicate with each other and tell this story because that's the base of the show. So that was the, really the only pressure. Once we started playing, all the pressure is gone because, like you said, that spark goes from person to person, and before you know it, we're just this huge community and huge family playing with each other. It is. It's it's exactly what happens. You become, you are a family right before our eyes, and you make us feel like we're part of the family, too. And that's great. That's our goal. Yeah. You, you, you done good. You done good. What is your favorite moment in the show for you? Um, I really, really like 
all for the best. Um, it's a big, like, vaudeville number. I just think it gives, it's this moment where Jesus kind of is saying, hey, let's let's rejoice, let's do this all together, and then everyone joins in, including Judas. And it's this moment of, like, yeah, things can be hard sometimes, but everything is all for the best, and it's lighthearted, and it's fun, and we have a little dance and a ditty, and it's just a good time. And what's your philosophy for life? What's my philosophy for life? I think that it's all about connections and energy with people that are around you. And I think that what you give out is what you receive. And I think this show kind of is a great example of that to show that Jesus has all this love for his people and they had this love for him and that spreads out. And so it's, it kind of goes with my philosophy, actually. Gilbert D. Sanchez, they found the perfect man to play Jesus. Godspell on stage now at the Westchester Broadway Theater in Elmsford. See it soon and have a great week. You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD. 